What's up, everyone? It's Brad from the Propaganda Report. Last week, I got to be a guest on a really cool podcast that we're going to share with you all today called Radio Labyrinth. Radio Labyrinth is a pop culture podcast hosted by the great Tim Andrews and Jeff LaBeouf that talks film, TV, comedy, and the labyrinth of everyday life. And in this episode in particular, we do delve into politics a bit as well. I would say the show has a cultural focus with some politics sprinkled on top. Might be a good way to put it. I had a blast being on the show. I appreciated them having me. There was lots of great back and forth. A friend of mine, Josh Warren, a hilarious guy who's an Atlanta-based actor and comedian, is also on today's episode. Overall, it was a great experience, and it was a lot of fun. I hope you all enjoy it. I think you will. And if you want more of Radio Labyrinth, and I suggest that you check them out, you can find them at radiolabyrinthpodcast.com. That's R-A-D-I-O-L-A-B-Y-R-I-N-T-H podcast.com. Enjoy the show. I was in a hotel. That's cool. Yeah. Hotels are fun because you can just on everything and leave it the way you found it. I'm tired is I called my boss a colossal douche on the radio today and it ended up being the name of the show. <laughs> yes, yes. I wondered where that title came from. Well, we were kidding around and, and I kind of jumped in and said, uh, Eric, you know, when I was younger and I was a promotions director at 96 Rock, I sometimes thought you were a colossal douche. <laughs> and he lost it. He laughed. So at least it was good. And then I felt weird and guilty. So I, I had to tell him that, uh, you know, that was then. This is now. Because I was probably the, a colossal douche when I was the regular guy's producer at Rock 100.5. I, I kind of teetered into insanity there for a while. But here we are today, and we're all grown up. Uh, tonight on Radio Labyrinth, or today, or whenever you're listening, our guests are going to be Josh Warren, who we've had on a lot of times. He's, he's a funny guy. He's an actor. He produces, and he runs an ad agency. And uh, Brad Binkley, who we've mentioned before, and I don't think we've had him on, um, but Brad is part of uh, the Propaganda Report podcast. is a daily show with Monica Perez. Um, used to be on WSB Radio, and now it's exclusively a podcast, and they're doing really well. So we're going to talk to him, see what's going on in their world, and uh, we're just going to lament Rush Limbaugh. I think Brad Bickley was on once before. He might have been. Um, I'm going to bring, uh, bring him in right now. Josh is looking at a very um, Logan's Run tonight. I think they're doing a Logan's Run. Uh, do you understand that reference at all? Oh, yeah. Okay, because it's definitely a Logan's Run look you got going on. I hope you're not 30 yet. No, I, I'd be dead by now. Yeah, we'd all be dead. That little thing on our hand. Unless I ran. Yeah, with Farrah Fawcett. They did, uh, yeah. That movie came out a long, long time ago. Of course, you've never seen Logan's Run. It's... Interesting story. Uh, I don't know the name of the actor, but he uh, he was Austin Powers' boss, and then uh, Farrah Fawcett. But they did a TV series, and Greg Evigan was on it. So that was the one with Farrah Fawcett. She's not in the movie. She's uh, she's in the TV show with Greg Evigan, who was uh, God. What was he? Not Greg. Ev was it Greg Evigan, Jeff? Who? No. Was, no, it wasn't. It was the guy who was on Trapper John, MD, and I can't think of his name because it's so long ago, but now I want to find out. Logan's Run TV show. Bear with us. I, I know you, you want us to talk about Rush Limbaugh, and we're going to talk Gregory about Gregory Harrison. 
That's right. And uh, I, well, Farrah Fawcett was in one of those. God. I didn't know Logan's Run had a TV show. Yeah, it didn't last very long. Obviously. It was, it was only four, 14 episodes. But it's, it's part of canon, I imagine. Mm. So where's Binkley? Where's Mr. Brad Binkley? He's not on yet. I just text him. <laughs> hey, man, mute your microphone if you're going to hack up a lung, bro. No Steph tonight. She is taking a break. That, uh, that dog, what's the dog's name again? Tommy Friganato. Tommy Friganato. Yeah, Tommy Friganato is, is driving her crazy with uh, all of his shakedowns, uh, usury, and uh, shit like that that mob guys do. And She's uh, having to drive him to hit all of his gumars all over the city. And I know. So he can visit them. Just don't let uh, Silvio Dante take him back to the, uh, to the clinic or he'll never get back to the clinic. Or the, hey, Jeff, how do you get that great depth of field behind you? <laughs> it's just blurred background. Oh. So, uh, I guess the biggest news as far as famous people dying in the last week, uh, you know, usually on this show we, we do some news stories and, and talk about who passed away. But I guess the biggest one is Rush Limbaugh, um, a person who is obviously polarizing. You either People either love him or hate him. As Jeff found out yesterday, when Jeff always posts, um, when somebody famous dies, Jeff will post an obituary. You don't really have a feeling about them either way, unless it's somebody you really loved. But you just posted it on there, and then everybody starts fighting in your Facebook feed, right? You had to take it down. I just deleted the post. Yeah, it's best to get rid of it, because you don't want to interact with that kind of crap. But uh, obviously, he, I mean, he was a huge force. I mean, single-handedly saved uh, AM radio. and you know, created a whole genre of people who were lesser than he, who aren't very good and just talk about stupid shit on the radio. And we all know who they are. Um, I'm not, I've never been affiliated with anybody like that, of course. But, um, uh, cause we didn't, we, what? No need to name names. No, I, I mean, I really haven't. I mean, we were a, you know, a shock jock show that kind of talked politics, but you know, we still had the boobs and, uh, and the guy stuff, but I don't know. The Colossal it, it, Deuce Show. Yeah, the Colossal Deuce Show. I remember when I was younger um, hearing about him. I think in 1990, the summer of 1990, or it might have been 91. Uh, yeah, it was the summer of 91. I did an internship at, a, at, a, at an AM station slash FM country station in Elmira, New York. And, uh, you know, all summer long, I would work in the morning doing the, uh, I would do a day shift on their AM, which was um, soft hits. <laughs> and it was all, oh God. And then in the evening, I had to play a bunch of like uh, nuns saying the rosary for half an hour. And it was live, so I had to time into it. And it was right after, by the way, it was right after a NASCAR show. So it was a NASCAR show. Winston Cup Today was the name of the show. And it was followed by the nuns. And I'd always forget to record that or go live to it. So we had an emergency tape. I don't think anybody ever knew, but it was just these nuns saying the rosary for half an hour. And then after that, I went over to the FM and did the Cooking Country show. We had a satellite, and back in those days, you had to go to the satellite receiver and switch dials. One day, I came to work, and this guy, Dave, who was the morning DJ, he, uh, he was playing this, this talk show host I had never heard before, and he was talking about you know Republican things and, you know, and going after. And I don't think Clinton was president yet. So... We were, I said, who is this guy? You know, what's he talking about? And it was Rush Limbaugh. And 
you know, I mean, I was 20 at the time and extremely, you know, limited in my, um, in my ideology. And, uh, I was like, this guy's an asshole. He shouldn't be on the air. What's going on? This is terrible. Blah, 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 blah. Ended up hating the guy, of course, but I ended up buying his books and reading them. And we watched his TV show. We would get stoned and watch that stupid TV show he did at night where you'd always see the crowd. You know, they'd, he'd tell a joke and then there'd be a slight delay and you'd see the crowd, you know, roaring in laughter. Sometimes you'd see Paul Harvey in the audience and it, it, it looked like the Rich Hall SNL Paul Harvey, not the real Paul Harvey, but it was Paul Harvey. You guys remember that when Rich Hall would do Paul Harvey on the news? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was great um, doing that impression. But uh, and then, you know, 30 years later, he, he spanned that entire time just being super successful, became the most syndicated and successful syndicated uh, talk show host in the United. I mean, ever, you know, Howard was successful, but he was on FMs, probably didn't have as much reach as uh, as uh, as as Rush did. But. You know, toward the end, uh, I mean, he managed to live uh, over a year almost after his diagnosis when, you know, it was gloomy when he mentioned it last year. But I, I just had a history of thinking he was a douche, but uh, eventually just started listening. And I'd listen and you ever listen to something and then even though you hate it and you get mad and you yell at it. Like a podcast or a radio show, you guys probably don't, you know, like uh, self. I, I disagreed completely with him, but I, I would listen to the show sometimes just because he was a good broadcaster yeah that's it was, it was a fun show to listen to and he did it really fucking well it was like there's no question about that right right and especially incredibly entertaining especially back before he lost his hearing and his yeah. voice started to go yeah he was kind of hard to listen to in these last few years but before he lost his hearing his shows were extremely entertaining even for someone who completely disagreed with him yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I've been able to do that most of my life, watch or listen to things. I don't know. I, I'm a little more reactionary than you guys are. I'm sure let things uh, take me over emotionally. But I remember when I, I moved to Binghamton, New York in 1993, I'd quit college. I'm like, I'm, nah, I'm going to go be a disc jockey. Uh, and I never got to go on air. I, but anyway, that's neither here nor there, but I could listen to Rush during the day. And I, I started hearing his, he used to do all these song parodies. And, and bits and stuff, which he got out of eventually. But uh, I remember one that he was, uh, there was, whenever he'd talk about Bill Clinton, he'd play a parody of My Eyes Adored You called My Hands Explored You. <laughs> and that was funny. And then, I, you know, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was nominated, he came up with the name uh, Ruth Buzzy Ginsburg. He always had those, you know, stupid things. And, but, it's, but the thing was, is there'd never been a person like him making fun of, you know, liberals, there's, you know, when we knew we grew up with everybody making fun of Reagan and the Republicans and Bob Dole and stuff like that, which was funny. Uh, and now there was, you know, it existed in another, in another way. And, and like Jeff said, really good at presenting, uh, presenting the, the content and being just a really good radio guy. And there's so many people who tried to do what he did that suck, like Sean Hannity, garbage. You know, and, and it's just all ideology, 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 ideology. There was one guy, though, that I liked back then that uh, did a good radio show, even though he was an extreme right winger, and that's G. Gordon Liddy. If you guys remember that he was on after Howard Stern in a lot of markets back in the 90s, and he could talk about anything. He could talk about photography and what kind of camera to buy. He was like the Playboy Forum, if the Playboy Forum was conservatives' uh, ideology, uh, and then talking about stereo equipment. 
But he did a good show. He was funny. I know his name. G. Gordon Liddy? He was part of Watergate. That's probably how you know his name. Yeah. And he was on Miami Vice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what episode? How you know him? What's that? That's probably how I know him. What episode? I know he was in a couple episodes. He, he was a, a prisoner and they needed him for something. I don't remember the plots of any Miami Vice episode because I only watched them once. I mean, I thought it was cool. You know, the intro. What's that? I've seen him a thousand. I've seen every episode of Miami Vice probably a thousand times. Really? Uh, yeah, because it was on and it was like, okay, this show's on and these people are cool. It might have been on a Tuesday night, wasn't it, Jeff? Like a late night or a Friday? I don't know. It was late. I know that. Friday night. You know they, he, they played, he played Captain William, Mr. Real Estate Maynard. He was in two episodes, one in 85 and one in 86. Stone's wow. War and Back in the World. Wow. I know Stone's War and Back in the World. Both <laughs> great episodes. If you haven't seen them, I highly recommend them. Wow. Uh, now we I know who the... Did you see the movie? The, the one recently with Colin Farrell, Jamie yeah. Foxx? Yeah. Yeah. Was it any good? I can't I mean, imagine it, kinda, it was. It kind of felt like watching a two-hour episode, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it, like they just they tried to pull off the cool feel and yeah. like fail because like you'd have like uh, Colin Farrell who's just breathy <laughs> the entire time, but he's also got like this. Uh, Colombian type of accent going on. <laughs> was and he a Colombian? No, he's Sonny Crockett. He's from South Florida. He played for uh, the Florida Gators. He was a wide receiver. Oh. On the TV show. Uh, James Sonny Crockett. Good job, Tubbs. Next time we'll work on your name. Uh, but they in the movie, they'd have lines like, if you didn't do the crime with us, and then Jamie Foxx would be like, you don't do the time with this. Okay, so that's ridiculous. So, like, it was just all really, really bad one-liners, and they didn't pull off the cool feel enough, even though it's Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx. Some things belong where they existed originally. Miami Vice being one of those things. Just leave it in the 80s where it belongs. It was total 80s show from the way they dressed to the cocaine um to the cars like no cops ever could afford a ferrari what well cop- that's the thing that wasn't crockett's car they're all like everything he owned from his houseboat to his cigarette boat to his car to his suit and shoes mm-hmm. were all like things that they confiscated they, uh, so they bought him at an auction at that point in time. He's like, look, I don't own any of this stuff. All right. That was <laughs> when uh, they did their bodyguard uh, parody or whatever it was, their bodyguard remake mm. uh, where Crockett was the bodyguard. I would not be a good vice policeman because I would uh, be the kind of policeman who said, oh, they're not going to miss this stack of money and this bag of weed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we, uh, before we keep moving on here, I want to thank Joel Murray again. Um, that was a wonderful interview and I hope the response out there was good to it. Have you guys seen anything? People people have liked it. Yeah. People liked it. Good deal. Has he, even though I almost ruined the night with a lie. (laughs) 
He tweet, retweeted us. Oh, good. And he texted you back? Yeah, he said thanks. He enjoyed it. Awesome. Uh, Josh, he, go ahead. Uh, Brad said he'd be here in five, and that was his next 28. Okay. Well, we're here when he decides to. Um, you know, Joel Murray is, uh, Josh, is, uh, is, Brian, is uh, Brian Doyle Murray's brother, but he's also Bill Murray's youngest brother. They had nine kids. And he, he was in town most recently shooting Heels. And I wondered if you knew anything about that show and if you've been involved with it at all. I, I haven't watched it yet. That's the, uh, that's the wrestling show, right? Right. Um, yeah, I, I, need to, I need to look into it, but I haven't had like any auditions for it or anything like that. But he, he did, we did ask him about how, to, how they shoot during the COVID times. And uh, the last time we spoke to you, you were one of those compliance officers. Are you still doing that? Well, uh, we have some compliance officers that work with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a buddy who was, so I, I have a few. One of them's like really uh, straight laced. And the other one was like, I'm just here to help you guys be able to shoot. <laughs> I uh, like that guy better, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but he went to uh, the COVID school and we like grew up. He was a Marine and a cop. Very interesting dude. COVID school. Where is that? Uh, it's virtual. Oh. And they tell you things like uh, the actors and the crew aren't supposed to bring their own masks. You're supposed to provide them for them because it's all about looking the same. <laughs> Which, uh, I don't know how that sounds to you, but I can base my own opinions on that. <laughs> Uh, but pretty much like I, I just did a show for Fox uh, a couple of months back and it was just like relentless testing. They test you like multiple times, like over a two week span. Uh, and then when you get on set, you get tested that morning and then like either halfway through the day. Or at the end of the day, they test you again, and then you come back in an hour early, and they test you. Do they do the ass test yet, or are they just doing the nose one? Just the nose one. Oh, so I want that ass test. I, they, the, uh, the cotton swab is six inches around, and uh, you just got to lube up. <laughs> they stick the swab in your butt, and then you turn around, and they put it under your nose, and if you can smell it, you don't have COVID. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly that's, right. that's the test. Do they ever have to send people away for testing positive? <clears throat> well, so uh, they, uh, when I got into North Carolina, I was supposed to start like a day early, or, or I, it wasn't a day early. I, don't know. I was supposed to start on a day, and then uh, I guess an extra got back to them and was like, because over a certain period, you're supposed to check in and be like, yeah, I'm still healthy. So this extra and her kid apparently tested positive. So they shut everything down for a day. Hmm. Instead of shooting that day, everybody came in and got tested. Uh, and then like fun. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. I got to have a free vacation in North Carolina, so. Ooh, and where you can't go anywhere or do anything except for, you know, Walmart and McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But well, I was in a hotel. That's cool. Yeah. 
Hotels are fun because you can just, you know, jizz on everything and leave it the way you found it. All right. Now I'm going to thank our sponsors. We have two sponsors. They've been with us for a long time and uh, they stuck with us throughout the uh, first year of the COVID pandemic. We don't know how long it's going to last this year. So let's just say the first year and we hope that it won't go on much longer than that. Uh, but anyhow, I want to thank uh, Mike Hall and Atlanta Pizza and Euro. Serving Conyers in the East Metro Atlanta area since 1983. Mike Hall and his staff truly appreciate your business and thank you for your continued support during the year that never happened or we wish never happened. When's the last time you guys were out there? We all went out there when they opened. Yeah. Well, I've been out since then a couple times. Mm -hmm. But uh, didn't we recently have a listener show up there? Yeah, Tim. Uh, Tim went out there. Yeah, Tim Allen, he goes out there weekly. Oh. <laughs> I think he I think he eats lunch a couple of times a week out there. He's a, he's a great radio. If you go out there, and I notice that some people do this, if you go to Atlanta Pizza in Europe, post on our uh, on our social media, either in the Radio Shack or on our Facebook page. Let us know that you were there, and we'll give you a shout-out for um, in both of our, our, our sponsors. Get their Greek salad. They make their own dressing, and it is out of this world. And cannoli. Get the cannoli. Get the cannoli, yeah. But leave the gun at home. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta Pizza and Euro is open for dine-in services, or if you prefer, you can give them a call and place your own takeout order. You can also order online for pickup or delivery through their website at atlantapizzaeuro.com. And uh, I've made a decision when it comes to this kind of thing. If I'm going to order something and the restaurant doesn't deliver, I'm going to go pick it up because I'm sick of Uber and their... Uh, Uber Eats or any of those things. They, they take their, their middleman cut then you got to tip the driver, which I do don't mind doing that at all. But a lot of times they screw your order up and then you're, you're left with nothing. And plus restaurants kind of get fucked by those apps. So if you can do your, do whatever you can to just go pick it up. That's what I'm going to do. Um, da, 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 da. Visit them on Facebook and, or leave them a, a positive review on Google as it helps their business continue to grow and our other sponsor I would be remiss to leave him out and uh, that would be Brett Perkins and his business LDI Repro Printing of Athens, Georgia they have all your construction printing needs commercial or residential in Athens since 2000 let me scroll this up so I don't say it wrong Uh, 2005, I didn't want to give them two extra years Uh, with a fast turnaround and affordable prices if you're in the market for something that he has to to offer you, call 706-316-9366 or email at athens at l-d-i-l-i-n-e dot com and I know Brett personally, he's a hell of a guy and uh, he has great taste in movies and comedy and uh, yeah, you should do totally do business with him if you're building some shit. Hell yeah! <laughs> call, goddammit. He should come on show sometime. Tell yeah. us about he should. Backpacks and shit, and tell us about his his business. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. Hey, if you're out there and you'd like to be a sponsor of Radio Labyrinth, just hit me up. We'll figure it out. All right. Uh, joining the uh, show now, we have Mr. Uh, Brad Binkley. Hello, Brad. Have you met Jeff and uh, Dustin yet? Before? I've met Jeff before at WSB. I don't know that I've met Dustin before. How's it going, Dustin? Hey, nice to meet you. Dustin, Dustin is uh, is uh, our newest cast member, and plus he runs our really awesome YouTube page. So if you're ever uh, interested in watching us, instead of listening to us on your uh, podcatcher, just go to YouTube uh, and, and search Radio Labyrinth. He's got a great background, too. Yeah. Dustin Kidd. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> yeah, I'm, a St- I'm a Stephen King nut. Well, Brad, we were talking earlier about Rush Limbaugh, and you you worked in radio, work in radio, and uh, you know we were talking about how polarizing his death was, but uh, how if you you know like Jeff and I, we grew up, you know, basically agreeing politically and not really agreeing with what Rush had to say, but respecting his ability and, and appreciating some of the funny stuff that he did on his show back in a, you know, a long time ago before the current times. Um, they want to know what kind of effect he had on you as a, as a radio person, if you were into him or if you appreciated what he did. I, he was the best at, at what he did. It's the absolute best. And he, just the way that he delivered stories, the way he puts pictures in your head, the, his pacing, his, I, I, I like the way that he lets points land and lets the silence hit when he wants to emphasize a point. Just minor things that you might overlook sometimes that he was just a, a pro at. And he had fun. He always seemed like he's having fun. His sense of humor was great. And he, he worked until the end. I think he was somebody to, to model, model yourself after, to learn from. And whether or not you agree with him, I, I, I think you can still learn from him, even if you don't agree with him. Yeah, I liked him better than uh, Doctor Sebastian Gorka. We're going oh, yeah. to bring the country, <laughs> Donald Trump. But first, relief factor. If you have a bad back, you can take relief <laughs> and sleep on your my pillow. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, like Vincent Price. Yes, yes, but not you know. <laughs> You know, I can't even say it. Uh, Brad, you are uh, on the Propaganda Report. Why don't you tell us about that and plug it and where people can find it? You can find that at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform. We do a daily show called Drive Time News Blast. It's 30 minutes of – we cover kind of the main stories that are going on, and we, we look at them from a different angle, try to uh, unveil what's really going on behind them, and then we do some patron content as well on top of that. And Monica is in California, right? Monica Perez. Yes, Monica Perez, the uh, my my co-host. She is in California, and she, Monica is, is she. She's got so much energy. She's smart, super smart. It's hard to keep up with how smart she is sometimes. Um, and, and she can nail the libertarian perspective better than like. I mean, she's so good at it mm-hmm. that uh, um, I've learned a lot from her just doing the show with her. So that's also another um, feature of our show, I guess. Is as a listener to it, it's it's one of those shows, but it's entertaining. If it was just boring and bland, like say, uh, well, just most of them, <laughs> you're just talking about shit. But it's entertaining, and and that's the the key for for these type for those types of podcasts is they have to be entertaining. Uh, your podcast, for instance, No Agenda with um, yeah Adam, Adam Curry. Curry and John C. Dvorak. Yeah. Yeah, those are entertaining shows, and you and you learn a lot, and you you don't have to agree with them. You just you learn things, and that's that's what I like about it. Yeah, I like No Agenda a lot too. Those guys are fun. Uh, I, I didn't even realize Adam Curry was the MTV guy until after I've been listening to that yeah, for so, a while. But yeah. yeah, a lot of those podcasts, a lot of libertarian podcasts, they they get so they can get dry, they can get mundane, and they can be challenging sometimes. So it is good to be able to relax, relax, and have a little bit of fun sometimes. One of the funniest things I saw on Twitter today was about uh, Ben Shapiro, who does a podcast and a radio show. But it was a uh, Ben Ben Shapiro gives Rush Limbaugh point three seconds of silence because, and you have to know who he is to be able to understand that joke. But <laughs> 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 play the yeah. micro machine man. 
Yeah. Yeah, put them on double speed. Listen to that sounds one day. So basically on, on our show, we, we mostly talk about uh, TV and, and Jeff, you know, will make fun of me because I, I just finished The Expanse in, in two weeks. Me too. Well, I finished season five in two weeks. Yeah. Or I, whatever I, the recent season is. Yeah. Uh, before we move, Dustin, did you watch all The Expanse? No, um, I start. I've started reading the uh, the books. Okay, and I wanted to get those out before I did the TV show. I usually find I enjoy it a little more that way. At least I can wrap my head around it a little better, see what angle they're coming at. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you. That's why I asked. So. No, go right ahead. Just fine. I uh, I I started it like a year ago. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if it's just like an organizational thing with Prime Video. But so I click on the expanse and I start watching and I'm like, none of this makes any sense. (laughs) And like halfway through it, I realized that I'm watching season two. And so I just like jumped in on season two. So once you said we're going to bring up the expanse, I watched all of season one and half of season two in two days. Oh, you did. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm going to do my homework. <laughs> and I read the description for the head and was like, I don't think I'm going to get into this show. <laughs> oh, the head. Yeah. I just finished that this morning. That was a strange, strange show. Um, I, I love the expanse. It's like 24 in space. Huh. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. It is like 24 in space. Yeah. It's like, Action, espionage, government, uh, drama. It's twenty four in space because it's got the ba- the woman who goes Beru, the one in like season like three of, of twenty four. Son Beru, <laughs> he's not good, my son. I was also in the house of sand and fog. <laughs> but let me tell you this: I don't fucking care. <laughs> I'm a conniving bitch. I don't fucking care. Why don't you come to Luna? I miss you so much. <laughs> I love Johanna Agdashlu. She's a, an Iranian actress who fled the regime, but she was super popular in Iran, you know, prior to the revolution. Uh, 79, she had to split. Pol Pot, or not Pol Pot. Uh, uh, Pol Pot. No, he's not in Iran. The Ayatollah. Khomeini, yeah. right? Yeah, Khomeini. Um but uh, she comes to the United States, and uh, she did the House of Sand and the Fog. Her voice is easy to do, and she must be a smoker, or she has uh, you know, some sort of problem. Her She's great. Sex phone operator in, in her younger days, perhaps. Thank you for calling. I would like to touch your penis. <laughs> Let me see your penis. Oh, it's very rigid. <laughs> yeah, all those Iranian sex phone ads. <laughs> Call now. I will let you shoot it on my mask. <laughs> See, I think the main character in The Expanse is Jon Snow in space. That main dude. Will you cut his hair a little bit short? Which yeah. The Yeah, the main character, the white guy who, who's hooking up with the, uh, the British chick. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. loves. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, Jim, right? That's his first name? Yeah, I think so. I don't know anybody's name. The captain of the Rossi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like Amos, whose real name is Timmy, and that's why that's I like him. the pilot, right? No, he's the engineer. Oh, right. Yeah, the guy wants to kill him. Yeah. What's that, Josh? He's jacked. Yeah. 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 No, uh, what about it? No neck. <laughs> I like the characters. Just keep getting better and better. And and the the side characters are amazing too. Uh, you know, Kara G, 
is the woman that talks like this? She's a belter. She's a belter. I was asking Josh last night. I was like, I can't remember the belter accent. What is it? Yeah, that's. Uh... It kind of sounds like K Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Like French Cajun. The, uh, the actor who plays Amos is from Georgia, West Chatham. Uh, West. So, then, so then he's not a, a Hemsworth. No, he's not. He does kind of look like one, though. Yeah. The whole time I was like, is that guy Hemsworth? Yeah. Hemsworths. <laughs> that's to be a Hemsworth in every production from now until the end of time. <laughs> Especially that involves science fiction. Well, either that or a scars guard. You got to have a scars guard. That's the rule. Yeah, for whatever reason, I, uh, I texted you this earlier, Tim. Uh, for whatever reason, Tom Jane's character reminds me of you. Why? I think it's something in his voice. Hmm. So you haven't gotten to the point where he becomes uh, uh, an uh, an existential being. Yeah, is that Miller you're talking about? Yeah, like, Miller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starfield or whatever his like nickname is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, uh, he's that character was great. First two seasons, three seasons, and then he, then he has a transformation. That was a little confusing to me. What was going on? The, uh, the, the proto, the proto molecule, the proto molecule that crashed into Venus with him on the ship. He saved Earth. The proto molecule had to use him to, to help the the Rosinante, uh get to the you know the to open up the gate and they used him as a as a conduit and then eventually you see him fight it and his real self is inside of that i'm feel really bad for dustin i'm gonna shut the fuck up so is, oh, is the proto molecule the same thing as like the bio weapon and season one and two mm. that turns people like blue and crystal yeah. and gooey yeah that's the proto molecule that's a belt. The, okay, so back to the belter. Um, God, who's the guy? The the actor. Strathern. Who? David Strathern. Yeah, I love that guy. He was on The Sopranos season five. He's the teacher who's banging uh, Carmela. So and Carmela's banging him, so AJ can get a better grade in English class and get <laughs> and get into college. And uh, but he, his voice sounds like this on the show. Yeah, that is what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, so if, if you're out there and you haven't watched it and you're like me and you're like, I don't want to watch another space drama, go ahead and give it a shot. And like Dustin's doing, I want to read the books now and see how much deviation there is. Je- Jeff, have you listened to those? No, I haven't. Uh, I don't even, how many books are there? Well, there's like eight, nine. Is it nine? Nine. Yeah. And, uh, the, one of the authors, Ty, he does a show with Wes Chatham called Ty and and that guy, and it's it just started. I mean, they did an after show, but now it's a podcast weekly where they're going to break down every episode. Yeah, I watched the first one. It where was, they talk about Alien? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, then they have uh, Thomas Jane's uh, coming on. Oh, I think cool. it's most on the most recent. Yeah. I like it when they do that. It's weird. You know, I'm a big talking Sopranos addict, that podcast. And this last week, they had Pete Davidson on. And usually it's somebody that worked on the show or an actor, a director, or, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just Pete Davidson. And I guess because they really like the, uh, the King of Staten Island, which now I want to watch. Is it good? Did you guys yeah. all see it? I haven't seen I it. I liked it. Oh, cool background. Oh, thank you. So which enterprise great. is that? I believe this is a knockoff of the original. Okay. I thought it was like... Uh, it looks like... In, yeah. Next Generation. Next Generation. 
Uh, I have a next generation one. It's a little lighter. The color. original didn't have that, whatever that arch. The bar across. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it didn't have this, the, this bar? Oh, behind it. Yeah. No, yeah, this arcing. is, uh, I think this is like somebody built one in their house or something, a lot of time in their hands. And, and it's, uh, this isn't like pulled from the show. I just oh, found one. I think it's the, uh, I think it's from the, the Star Trek Vegas. Maybe that's it. You experience. see the person in the back at the very top right corner. Yeah. It's like a person taking that's a picture. That's the gaffer they left in. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with Sidetrack? I'm not. Sidetrack was like this, uh, this like science experience museum you could go to when I was a kid here. Oh yeah. And uh, at one point in time, they had like a big interactive uh enterprise from the original series that you could go like really where was it uh i think it was like off of like um briarcliff or claremont like somewhere near uh what's that museum fernbank 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 somewhere it was somewhere near fernbank in like the west decatur area I've only been to Fernbank once. I saw a tornado movie in IMAX. Uh, did you, either of you, no, if you, Brad, did you grow up here? Yeah. In Atlanta. So the, you and Dustin and, uh, excuse me, and Josh all grew up. Did, were any of you old enough to have gone to um, Sid and Marty Croft world? No. no. That's amazing. Hmm. Now you have to be a little bit older than us to have gone. Older than us? Yeah. Wow. Like Southside Steve age. Okay. So 55-ish. Yeah. Wow. It's something I probably wouldn't have appreciated when I was a kid. I would probably appreciate it more now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, that Sid and Marty Croft stuff was, was probably 10 years before. Or I was 10 years behind it. I was in a Star Trek video thing at Disneyland in California when I was a kid. I was like seven or eight and they had you could pick people out of the audience who volunteer and and they put you in a little outfit and then uh, they they record the whole thing and they like act out a scene i got a vhs tape of me nice in the outfit Were you yeah, i wish i could have appreciated it back then like i would appreciate it. I'd, I'd rather do it now right than, yeah. you're watching the discovery and picard and all that I, I am i hated picard i thought it was terrible um, I, I mean, I like Picard, the character, but I didn't like the show. But Discovery, I didn't think I was going to like because I thought they'd be way too social justice about it. But I, I actually kind of like it. I think that they, well, with the exception of a, a few storylines, it just they seem to be forced. But I, yeah, I've watched all three seasons. I like it. Yeah, I do too. See, and that's yeah, the I'm thing in, you don't get, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dustin. No, I just, I'm, I'm in the middle of it for the first time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm starting season two and uh, I really liked the mud storyline yeah I do too. I, I, he did a really good job at bringing that character full circle i think but you don't get any of that not a scintilla at all in the expanse maybe in the last season a little but it's not enough to distract you but it's just they're just characters they're just hey this character does this this character does this there's no there's a reason but the reason is for the greater good and stuff like that i resisted discovery because i thought it was going to be that and the couple episodes I've watched, I realize it's not always that. And and plus now I need something sci-fi to watch, which I thought the head was going to be, but it wasn't. Uh, even though I enjoyed it, it I was disappointed because I thought it was going to be like the thing because they open up the series. Um, are, you, are you guys familiar with uh, the the head on HBO Max? 
No, I just I just found out about it because of you, and I I read the description for it and was like, mm. yeah, it's 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 a it's based in a in an Antarctica research laboratory. A lot of Scandinavians in it. Um, yeah, so if you don't like uh, square heads, you're not gonna like it. But isn't that what they call? But uh, it's cool and and a lot of good acting. A lot of good direction. The cinematography is beautiful. I don't know if they're really there and if they shot it on a set. I kind of think they probably did. But um, it's a murder mystery, and it takes all six episodes to, to figure out who did what. But I don't know. I, I liked it. I was just hoping that since they started the episode with all of them watching The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, I thought maybe that would be uh, going on. Like tied into it somehow. But Dustin, yeah, you, thought, you thought there was going to be like some sci-fi shit. Yeah, like a space thing, but. Dustin, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, <clears throat> yeah, that was exactly what what I thought. And and you're and you're waiting for it. And yeah. you know, you know, there's a twist coming. There's got to be. And it's you know, it's it becomes like this M Night Shyamalan little twist. I know, was going to say, there's an M Night Shyamalan like sci-fi thing that's on Apple TV called The Servant right now. Yeah, which, Jeff's watching that. I watch oh, yeah. it, but I, I I hate watch it. It's so fucking boring. <laughs> I hate. Yes, so do I. It's it's you just wait for. Okay, where's the weird twist coming in? Yeah. I would totally forgive it if there was some nudity on the show. <laughs> I would forgive it, but no, there's none. So I hate, I just hate watch it. Yeah. I actually, that's how I watched the season five of the expanse. I wasn't a big fan of it. Did you guys like season five? I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but there were parts of it. That I thought that there was a lot of dialogue. I started getting that feeling of watching uh, an Avengers movie where there's this, inordinate amount of dialogue that I don't think is necessary, but those they'd done so much and every episode prior is all action, action, action that they took a little time to, to let these characters breathe. I thought the scenes on earth when, uh, uh, I forget her name, but it's Amos and peaches. Yeah. Peaches. Yeah. Yeah. They're at that, you know, they, they make their way to New Hampshire so they can steal a shuttle and, and go to the moon. Um, I like that storyline. The one I liked least was probably go ahead. Who's going to say something? The the marine, the girl marine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of found that. I like her, but her her whole storyline that season, I, I didn't. I was bored by it. Yeah, I, I didn't like the storyline of the the mom. The I forget all their names because I, I always I would watch it kind of with it in the background. But the mom that goes to find her son, only to have her son, you know kind of trick her then she finds out her ex-husband is the most prolific terrorist that ever existed oh yeah the, yeah. the girlfriend of the captain of the of the of rossi. the rossi yeah right yeah i, I didn't i didn't like the few episodes where it was just her grunting and bleeding out her eyes for like yeah. the entire episode that kind of had a a like a, i think it was kind of an homage to a, a a capaldi doctor who because she has to keep going in there and and breaking some sort of circuit breakers and because there's no air out there and in her suit, all she starts breathing CO2 and has to run back. That was like all season long, or at least the yeah. second half of the season. And but, the reason she got so fucked up was like so unbelievable. I know, yeah. What do you mean? Well, it, it, she was only able to, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but Go ahead. she does something that's like physically impossible. And I guess it's because she was exposed to the protomoxium maybe. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But then they had, she, so they had to overplay the fact that she's so fucked up because this happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She's so, she's on the, she's like an inch away from death because of this. She yeah. pulled a Princess Leia. So yeah. 
can deduce it from that. I like how Mormonism is the prominent religion in that. Yeah, that goes away. <laughs> they steal their ship. <laughs> yeah, that's where I, I just got to the point where Tom Jane was like, we're going to use that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, get why the Belters have a different accent than the, but the people from Mars and the people from Earth have the same one, same accent. I don't know. I guess they just did that creatively as a, as a differentiation. It's sort of a patois, yeah. uh, a mashup of, you know, Caribbean sound a little bit. Uh, that character's name is Naomi. I want to stop there. Yeah, that's right. And uh, James Holden is the main guy. <laughs> uh, and Kath Anvar, who was my, just my subtle favorite character, who's a Martian that's on their ship. Uh, he played Alex. Yeah. Uh, because he, was, he was the pilot guy. Yeah. But because of his uh, shenanigans at various cons and things like that, his career is over. He's me tooed out of existence. He'll never work on television again. Which guy? Uh, uh, Alex Kamal, who played well, Cass Anvar, who played Alex Kamal. He's the pilot, the, Mar- the Martian who pilots the Rasinante. Yeah, he's the one I told you about, Josh. I didn't like the way they handled his character. And then I, I tried to figure out why. And then that's when I learned about what. Same me. I didn't know any of that. I, I didn't know why. And all it's, it was so weird. It's like, you guys remember the episode of what's well, classic Simpsons episode with Poochie? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates Poochie at the end. And, and the way that they get rid of it is they, they pause. I have to go back to my home planet and they lift the cell. <laughs> And then they put up a little sign that says, and he died on the way back to his home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Somebody did that with uh, Gina Carino. Yeah. On the Mandalorian, just like Poochie. It's yeah. like a, a gif. She was unceremoniously, I mean, she was a very, very popular character of that show. And, you know, we, we discussed it, you know, a couple times now that, uh, you know, the ridiculousness of, of politics getting involved in, in these shows where characters are, you know, beloved. And she was a, I mean, it's everything that, you know, politically that, that the type of viewer wants, you know, that, that young left viewer that wants it, you know, all the, all the boxes checked. She was kick-ass. She was strong. She didn't need men. Uh, her sexuality wasn't, you know, it was dubious as her character was. And, uh, and just because of her political leanings, uh, she had to go. And hopefully this will be this will be one of those I don't know maybe this will be the turning point in that kind of I doubt it but maybe it will be. I think she knew what was going on. I think she had con- probably been talking to Ben Shapiro before all of that happened because she had done something happened back in November where they were getting on to her and they didn't fire her then and mm-hmm. then she tweeted something out again and then the next day introducing this almost like a PR rollout this new film that she's going to be doing with Ben Shapiro who's creating like this. We have the progressive Hollywood. Now we have the, the conservative Hollywood that is starting to emerge with Ben Shapiro. And, you know, I just want people. Hollywood. I just want a show. Yeah, why, can't, yeah. why can't there just be like a political Hollywood that's <laughs> right. good entertainment? Yeah. Well, I think um, she also, it's come out since we've, since all this is, has uh, you know, boiled over, she was actually getting her own series that, that was already been planned. Per, you know, it was set up, ready to that roll. character? that character and so that's why she didn't get booted the first time but the second time they knew that that series when it came out with her in the lead would just be so much to deal with that they went ahead and and got rid of her i think that makes a lot more sense at least from disney's point of view see one thing that one thing that i that i found out and because it was bugging me why won't any of the other actors there have to be actors or producers of that show or even john favreau why won't they come out and say hey you know we want to defend her 
uh, or at least support her as a, you know, as an actress and things like that. Um, because there is, celebrities are getting paid to do things for um, NGOs. And you can see it, it was evident a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't a big news story, um, but it was uh, the Greta Thunberg. Uh, she accidentally tweeted out instructions for things she had to do for a certain NGO in India. And then you found out that Rihanna, who probably doesn't know an awful lot about the Indian farming practices, but got paid a million dollars to tweet about it. A million bucks for one tweet. So that's a shitload of money. And if you're offered that kind of money, I'm sure you're not going to turn it down. I mean, like, I don't have that type of following. Well, <laughs> anyway, uh, drifting away there, but getting back to, to the expansion. Josh, we'll, 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 we'll give you like two bucks if you tweet about Radio Labyrinth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'll do that. I'll do it all the time. Brad, but, mention us on Propaganda Report and I'll, and I'll give you a shirt. All right. All right. I can do that. Um, tweets are just like uh, me calling out Grubhub for all the times that they've ripped me off. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, I, my, my girlfriend spent 50 bucks, or not Grubhub, DoorDash. Uh, and we ordered Chipotle. We get the order. The whole thing's wrong. Oh. Spent 50 bucks on it. And then they wouldn't respond to her. So I looked up their CEO and their CTO and just started tweeting at them personally. <laughs> Is this you run, bro? Stealing money from a little girl? <laughs> Did they get back to you? Yeah, they gave us $40. Oh, wow. So they took 10 bucks from you. Yeah. You got the, free, you got the food. You didn't kept, order. So they kept $10 for the delivery fee. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some problems with them too over the past year. The wrong orders and it takes forever. Or the menus don't always line up with the menu from the restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of times, the signature sandwich from DoorDash. I, I just I when it when it's wrong, I bring a, I bring the driver inside. Don't let them out until they bring me the right food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like people were doing with. Uh, I got three of them in here like right now. Yeah, I was gonna say you got a little mud room with like four in there. Like uh, how many bird scooters you got in there? <laughs> like dozens of bird scooters. Those things are the <laughs> bane of society. What happened to those things? You don't. Well, I haven't been downtown more than three or four times since the pandemic, but I don't. I didn't see any anymore. I don't see them anymore. I hope they died a horrible death. Every single one of them. Don't yeah, touch the bird scooter. <laughs> Covered in COVID. <laughs> back back to the expanse, real quick. Uh, the uh, some of the the actors on on there do such a great job. We, we Kara G was one of my favorites. She's Kamina and. She had that voice that's like this. She was a good actress. I can't really do the voice. Thomas Jane, of course, was great. I didn't like uh, Marco at all. I didn't like the character. I didn't like the guy. I didn't like his sanctimonious speeches. Have I have I gotten to Marco yet? No. no. Marco's no. the terrorist, right? The ex-husband yeah. of Naomi? Yeah, yeah, Paul Stanley Jr. He looks like Paul Stanley. He does look yeah. a little like Paul Stanley. Brad, you said he's prolific, right? He he becomes prolific, yeah, and and he's uh, Tim's right. Every time he speaks, he's given some sort of you know high and mighty. This is our cause speech. Yeah, what he did to Earth, though, I'm not going to spoil it, but what he did to Earth was genius, and I love the way it wasn't just like we're going to do this in ten minutes in one episode. It it spread over a couple of episodes and season. Uh, Sean Doyle, you he's been in a ton of stuff. He's really good. He eventually leaves the show. But I love Chad Coleman. I've liked Chad Coleman ever since he was on The Wire. Do you guys remember him on The Wire? Yeah, Cuddy, right? Yeah, the ex, he was the ex-con. Yeah. I'm going to open up a gym. He's Fred, Fred Johnson. 
And he's the guy who's like uh, yes, he's the leader of the CPA or whatever, OPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also Clyden, the uh, the knock the uh, on what was that the Orville that was oh, kind of like the yeah. Klingon yeah. knockoff. Uh, really, the asexual people. Yeah, that was him. Uh, he's an Urta. Why you bow down to Urta? He uh, he's also in the Walking Dead too. Yeah, he was on The Walking Dead. I just always hated that they they never call him Fred or Johnson. They always call him Fred Johnson. That's whole his whole name. Yep, Fred Johnson. Uh, Burn about Fred Johnson. But uh, Burn Gorman, who was in uh, a lot of things, he was in. Um, he was in Torchwood. Yeah, wasn't he also in Game of Thrones? He's he's a vicious actor. I love yeah. him. Great, Jared Harris, not the comedian. I was gonna say Jared was in that. No, yeah, he did a B, he did he would do BMX jumps on Mars. <laughs> uh, Jared from Subway? Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, he hired Cass Anvar. No, Jared Harris is uh, he was an out he was a belter, but he's uh, Richard Harris's son. He was in Mad Men and like yeah. basically yeah, he was on the Terror. He was the main yeah yeah. Who was the guy that played? I'm forgetting the names again, but the guy that had a limp that um, Amos met up with in season in the last season, the guy who kind of controlled the town. And Jacob? Then, that, was, yeah. that was Amos's brother, right? Well, they were raised together. They were, they alluded to the fact that they're, uh, that they were uh, child prostitutes. Yeah. And, yeah. And they were, and I, raised, their mothers were hookers and, and then they were used as prostitutes. When Amos they were was a child prostitute? Yeah. Yeah. You find that out eventually. Spoiler alert. Uh, I, guess that, I guess that's why he's so jacked. Yeah, he's a hunk, man. <laughs> yeah, I got to do a lot of sit-ups because uh, guys <laughs> trying well, to get that they, they extra for them. He made like some comparison to the scientists that they extracted from that facility. The, where they're all on the, the VR helmets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, he was like, you know, you ever talk to a pedophile? <laughs> and the captain's like, no. <laughs> he was like, well, this is that guy's pedophilia. Oof. <laughs> I was like, I looked over at Sean and I was like, that's this guy's pedophilia. So, so, so let me ask you, Dustin, where do the books start out? So you're on the, uh, the they start, they start, I've actually seen the first episode. They start the exact same way. I mean, they follow the books from what I've, just a little I've read so far. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's going to happen. At least the beginning. In season six, is it going to wrap up the last three books? There's a time jump from book five to book six. So there's going to be a time jump on the show. Uh, but they're going to kind of wrap everything up from all three of the, you know, six, seven, and eight, or four, actually, six, seven, eight, and nine, all those books have to all be wrapped up in one season. Right. So take liberty. I hope they, don't, hope they don't Game of Thrones it. Yeah. But they might not, because I've heard talk that, um, you know, that if they could get it on another network, they will. So that would be kind of cool. It's not making enough money through Prime. Yeah, who knows? Because wasn't it on something before? Was yeah, it was on Sci-Fi for seasons one through three. Yeah, that's right. And then Prime picked it up, and then now they're like, we need another network. Yeah, we're in another network. Oh, why did I end up doing this voice? You know who this is? Mr. Plinkett. No. Larry Flint. Larry Flint. I'm I'm dead. 
I got the fuck out here though. Uh, Truth Seekers was canceled. That's another show that I like. I saw that. Did you like that? You did. I know? did. I did. I love yeah, the Frost, Simon Pegg. Anything they do, I, I'll give it a shot, and I enjoyed that show. It I had it had an old school Doctor Who feel to it to me. Um, you know, X X Files ish. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of both. And again, it was a story with. Uh, an interesting cast and characters that you cared about. I really liked the guy that rode around with him and his sister was cool too. She had agoraphobia. So she goes to the convention as a Dalek. It was a cool show. I, you know, I, again, and Malcolm McDowell, how can you hate Malcolm? McDowell? Yeah. Yeah. His character was great. Yeah, cantankerous old fuck. Yeah. Yeah. The relationship with him and, and that girl, the, the social media star, the little sister. Yeah. yeah that was, that was cool. Yeah. So rest in peace to that show. Um, but uh, now I got to find it. So, so Discovery, I guess The Servant, I got to go with, I'm not going to hate watch it because I don't want to hate watch it. But I might just go ahead and start Discovery. One of our, one of our radios listen, or watches that show, uh, Roby, and he's been tweeting about it. It makes me want to watch it, so I guess I'll give it a shot. I keep trying to make a joke that that show, Amy Schumer Learns to Cook, mm-hmm. is an episode of Servant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm accidentally watching Amy Schumer learns to cook, but I thought it was servant. Nobody's picked it up yet, but that's funny. I keep, I keep making the joke on Twitter. The stand is another one. Anybody seen that? Yeah. yeah. Dustin yeah. and I both watched it. Yeah. I know we out after the first episode. What we were kind of disappointed by it. Yeah, me too. Night Stalker on Netflix. Yeah. I watched that. Yeah. We watched that one. That was a, I, I thought that was one of the, best documentaries i've seen it was better than the crazy girl who jumps in the uh, water tower at that hotel <laughs> yeah i watched that that the cecil yeah, hotel the and i love how at the end of it they just wrap the whole thing up by going yeah so conspiracy theorists are bad they're wrong and they're the reason why people commit suicide and they just need to accept the truth plus federal government needs to fund all mental health problems there you go yeah that was the summation of that episode or that series and and the other thing is though but the, the people that they had on you know Internet sleuth. <laughs> yeah. Those people. And then the Britney, I, I made this comparison earlier in the week that the Britney people and those people, you know, it's easy to see how something like that can spread on social media. The free Britney thing. None of those people know anything about Britney Spears. They don't know anything about her family. They don't know anything about the legal agreement that she has with her family. And they, you know, Britney will tweet something out and they're like QAnon. See? General Flynn just tweeted uh, uh, something, and it's the same thing. Britney Spears and General Flynn uh, tweet or Instagram something, and then, boom, it just goes crazy. Or Lynn Wood telegrams something. Oh, God. (laughs) How that? that Lynn Wood really really, uh, jumped the shark there, didn't he? Well, he did help. um, He did help. uh, What's his face? After the Olympic bombing. Right, yeah, uh, Richard Jewell. Yeah, he helped him. He also he, helped the MAGA kid. Who's the MAGA kid? The MAGA teenager kids who had that interaction with the activists, the old old man activists, and the media oh, smeared them. So he got like twenty eight million dollars for one of those kids, and that kid ended up like distancing himself after Lindwood gets some millions of dollars on social media. He's kind of like, all right, no, I'm not associated with the guy well, anymore. That's after, that's after Linwood was like, uh, like Pence eats babies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pence eats babies. He's a traitor and he's going to get shot by fire. Yeah. That's, I want to know who's feeding those guys that shit. Cause I don't yeah. think they're, they're dumb enough. I mean, I don't think they're dumb enough to make it up. I don't think 
that he, but he's being fed that shit and believing it. Shame with which, oh, shame with Rudy Giuliani. Uh, anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to go down there. Uh, you know, we could talk about that at another time. Everybody's so fed up with politics. You can no longer do this voice anymore. I still do it on the radio show. We're just so fed up with politics. We don't want to hear it anymore. I'm the American population. I wish that Shahora Agdash was our president. <laughs> we can't have people storming the Capitol in buffalo hats with horns on them. Why don't we put them out of fucking airlock? <laughs> what a horrible way to die, by the way. On the expanse, that's how they punish people. They put them out in the, the space. Yeah, they, they float them. Yeah. Like yeah. 100. I don't know who did it first. but hey, Did they ever find that guy that that dude left his nephew in space or whatever? Oh, yeah. What? Did anybody ever find the, the floating guy that his uncle like left his nephew in space? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I think they did. It was in the beginning of season one. They're carrying like a giant trash bag through space. Because <laughs> there's a like chip. His uncle's about to uh, do a, a kamikaze thing. Yeah, he's like, a good man must stand up. Yeah. A man must stand up. <laughs> and the guy was like, you're just leaving me out here in space, uncle. Yeah, they found him. <laughs> okay, good. I was worried about that guy. So Brad, where uh, where are you guys with uh, with uh, your with uh, your podcast? What do you guys talk about now that the election is over? Where where do you go from there? Well, we yeah we talk a lot about how we miss Trump and you know how we wish Trump was <laughs> you know back. No, we don't. We uh, uh we just try to cover stories. Monica made a point the other day that that it's been a little bit easier to focus on some of the policy stuff that's being pushed. It doesn't get talked about as much because there's not as many um, Trump related distractions, but I, I, I think the Trump Trump stuff is, is, hasn't really gone away, but I think it's coming back. We've seen him kind of reemerge. He, he did a drive by on president's day. He put, po- he posted a letter through a super PAC the next day. Then he was on Hannity last night talking about rush teasing future appearances. So I, I think that we're just in the beginning of all of that. I'll be back um, to make everybody miserable soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys? Well, we, we, you know, we, uh, we, do the show twice a week now and uh, we try to get guests when we can. And we basically do what we've always done is, is talk about shows. And since we're um, most of us are going into our fifties or are in our fifties, we have to look things up because we can't remember. Them. <laughs> uh, but Dustin gets a pass cause he's a youngster. How old are you again, Dustin? I know I ask you all the time. I'll be 46 this year. Oh, so you're an old man too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and soon I'll be talking about what it's like to be a 50 year old dad. Oh, so congratulations congratulations again thank you that's what i was hoping to get uh, <laughs> you got a name picked out uh donald trump or q or something uh donald q andrew <laughs> and uh yeah that's gonna be the name or or donalina we don't know yet what's gonna be one or the other donalina what would be the female equivalent of donald ivanka donna <laughs> donna ivanka donna Donna Q, Giuliani the third, Andrew. You guys, uh, you guys <laughs> watch the South Park deep fake? Yes. Yeah. Special that was online? Yeah. Uh, the, it just reminded me of, I just really want to have sex with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that he's as creepy as, as that's portrayed. I, I think that that's an exaggeration that he created himself. 
but I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I used to listen to him on Howard Stern, and I always thought, eh, this guy's kind of a douche. I don't, you know. Yeah, I remember, like, he was he was a real scumbag for a while. But I think that's him just being a bro. I think that's him yeah. being, I think he was a dork when he was younger, just a rich dork. Uh, and he went to that military school and went to, I don't know, did he go to Wharton? He went to one of those business schools. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't think he's stupid. I just think he, he was just kind of a dork and, you know, he gets all the money. And, now I can talk about banging lots of girls and women love me and you could touch them and grab them, all that stuff. But I think that was overblown. I, I don't think he was a cocksmith. Yeah. And he's on Howard Stern. He's not going to go down there and start talking about China. Yeah, talking well, about you know, vagina is what he's going to talk about. I want to promote my television show that everybody loves. You know, they all hate. They should bring it back though, with Biden as the host, the apprentice. <laughs> that would be awesome. He'd be just dozing off in the middle of the firings. <laughs> yeah, he, he dozes off, and then he's like, "Jack Malarkey, Jack." <laughs> I got news for you, pal. You let me go ask Jen Saki. <laughs> Chain Link, you're fired. Chain Link, get out of here. Whatever his name is, you want to take it outside. Corn pop, you're fired, you fucker. Is there, is there all these black kids in my pool and they're not wearing caps? What's going on? <laughs> they actually, they tried to bring it back with Schwarzenegger, but it, it was not. Oh, not that's good. right. He was the wrong host. You should have had somebody that's entertaining. He's not entertaining. Into the business, and then you don't know what's going on, and then the, the business just starts to fall apart, and then you don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. You're fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're fired. He, he, should, he should snap people's necks when they fire him. <laughs> oh, that thing where they... <laughs> it's not real. That you can't really do. He just walks behind them one by one and places his hands. Go free. And, you know. Please don't disturb my friend. He's dead. <laughs> Commando. Yeah, the best Arnold Schwarzenegger movie of all time is Commando. I don't care. You t- you can have your Terminator. I love the Terminator, but Commando, I will watch start to finish at least once a year. They need to- a little girl's throat is like cutting warm butter. <sighs> they need to try and bring it back with Jesse Ventura as the host. Hey, John, I've been waiting for you, John, with my homoerotic chainmail vest. <laughs> you little piss ant soldiers make me laugh. <laughs> Matrix was there. Sometimes they are pretending to be an Hispanic dictator. <laughs> but normally I'm Carla's stupid ex-husband on the cheers. And the, the house they use is the same one that's raided in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. The first that, one? That house is in, like, everything. The one with Victor Maitland? Yeah, Victor Maitland. I think it's Victor Maitland's house. Oh, wow. Where they jump over the fence. Yeah. Billy, put your hands up. I love Billy. I love that movie. God, there's so many movies. See, this is why we call it the Rabbalinth. Uh, this is why we call it the Labyrinth, uh, Brad, because we just go everywhere and talk about anything. And, and uh, yeah, it's fun like yes. that. Yeah. I was excited about coming to America, too. I am. I love coming to America. The trailer makes me laugh out loud, especially the barbershop scene. Yeah, me too. I like the barbershop scene, too. I hope it's good. I'd like to see a good movie. I feel like everything that's been on Netflix, I've watched like everything there is to watch. Now, just nothing is good anymore. So I'm hoping for, uh, I'm hoping for a good movie. I think, I think Craig be. Brewer was the right choice for director for that. Oh, that's your boy, right? Yeah. Who's that? He directed Footloose. Footloose and Black Snake Mom. 
I used to tell everybody everywhere we went, when me and Josh went somewhere together back when we were, we were, we were roomies, I would tell everybody, Hey, have you seen the new Footloose? And they'd just go, Oh yeah, I got it. it's rich right there. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the guy that drove the uh, tractor? No. Uh, I, I give him the joint. Oh. And the, uh, in the library. I thought you were hilarious. Sanded my character's role for me. So in the uh, church show that I don't remember the name of. Oh, gemstones. Yeah, I thought you were hilarious in that. Yeah, hopefully they'll bring me back. Is it coming back? It Obviously, be. it just got delayed and shut down because of COVID. Can you tell us uh, before we wrap up what show you were working on, or is that a secret for now? Oh yeah, I, I I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Yeah, don't get in trouble. It's a Fox show. What uh, what's going you're on? You're on the Masked Dancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I can't talk about it because you guys would know the moment. <laughs> you do have a show that you're producing right now and, and are a huge part of that we've talked about before. I wanted to see where you are in in that. Uh, it's called the Campaign, and uh, it looks really really funny. And it looks like it's going to be entertaining. I've been following it on Instagram and, you know, I met every, I was, I sat through that one um, read through, which I thought was fun. And uh, I just want to know what's going on with that. Where are you? Well, so uh, we're trying to get back into production. COVID's been a bit of a hiccup for everything. And then since it's like an ensemble cast, it's kind of hard to, uh, to schedule considering that, we are doing it on a complete shoestring, which is why we have a Patreon now. Mm-hmm. Um, Mention that. How can people donate? Uh, you can go to our Patreon account. I have to look up the <laughs> link. Uh, Patreon slash the campaign. Is that what it is? Probably. <laughs> I know more than I do. It's on our show sheet, I think. Let me check. Uh, 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 I keep seeing it is uh, patreon.com slash the campaign show yeah and uh, so uh, we're trying to we're, we're in talks with a, a streaming service right now for the first five episodes and then they're hopefully going to help champion fundraising to do the next five and then season two and beyond but it's a uh, it's a D&D show mm-hmm. so um, meets Jumanji pretty much. So these uh, these guys go to their guys and gals go to their uh, high school reunion, and then they get together and decide to finish out their old D and D campaign and uh, or fantasy role play campaign. Yeah. Uh, and one of them brings this dice that he bought at like uh, a pawn shop, like an enchanted pawn shop. And the dice is magical, and they get sucked into their fantasy role play campaign. Okay. Do you, uh, you still have that? You still have that need for a, a, a cantankerous British uh, guard? We do, but it's going to be in the second half of season one. So cool. I just we're getting we're getting to our cliffhanger. We're going to bring old Tim Andrews in to to play a role. So if you'd like to donate, please do. That yeah. way we can pay Tim when he does the... I just want the credit. You don't have to pay me. I just want to be on IMDb for something other than stool grease. <laughs> <laughs> I but, did a, a guy did a show and he, he hired me to do this, this uh, baby, an adult baby talking about stool grease for your loose asshole. I did it. Fuck it. You paid me. <laughs> <laughs> None of your... Radio Labyrinth should be on there. 
Ah, oh, well, maybe now. Yeah, some of my Squidbilly stuff might be on there. I don't know. You got to do it yourself. I'm not interested in. None, none of your gay porn titles have shown up on there. I look almost every day. Yeah, I was mini me to uh, Jeff Stryker. You know, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad, before we wrap up, do you uh, do you want to plug uh, again where where we can find you and hear you and 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 all the stuff that you do? Yeah, you can find us at thepropreport.com or just any podcasting platform. And I'm at youtube.com slash Brad Binkley. I, I post sometimes our shows, but I do stupid like satire videos sometimes. You too. do funny bits. I've seen them. They're, they're hilarious. Oh, thank you. Yeah. If you. John Ossoff is somebody who I interviewed a while back. He's, um, he's a what's, robot. Uh, which, which platform? That's on YouTube, right? That's on YouTube, yeah. Until I get kicked off. I, I, my stuff sometimes, I've started getting old. They started removing videos from like four years ago in the past month or so. Really? It's, yeah, it's just strange. So um, we're also on rockfin.com slash propaganda report. We do like deep dive video podcasts. Uh, I pull clips and from panel discussions from like the CFR and World Economic Forum, stuff like that. And we deconstruct it. And these guys are like literal supervillains. Klaus Schwab, if you know that. I mean, he looks like a literal. Eat the bugs. Yeah. Eat the bugs. Eat those yeah. bugs. Yeah. If yeah, there in- was America to come on board with us and everybody give up the money and not own anything. He look, I mean, he's like a Nazi. He seems like he's straight out of Operation Paperclip. And I'm also on Twitter at Freedom Act Radio. Cool. Josh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find us at Action Show Studios on just about every platform. I just started a uh, an art Instagram account called Josh's Draw Rings. Yeah, good job with that. You got a you got an iPad too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Create, yeah. Uh, I, I'm no, I'm no Tim Andrews when it comes to. <laughs> no, no, no. It's funny. I just when you, I see when I saw that account, I'm like. Oh, fuck it, they're start drawing again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah your drawings well, are good. Inspired yeah. me, so if I can do the same, that'd be great. This is what I do in the morning because I'm a smoker, so I have to have something to do with my hands. So I just sit and doodle and doodle and doodle and doodle while I'm on the yeah, air. Awesome. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You need to start an Etsy. That's what Brad keeps telling me to do. Start an Etsy. Uh, store. I was like, nobody wants my drawings. They'll buy them, dude. I'm telling you, they'll buy them. I told I told Josh I was like, well, this would have been more effective uh, a while, a few months back, but draw Trump in a Superman outfit instead of an S. He's soaring through space with a Q on his chest, and somebody will buy the shit out of that. I'm gonna buy that and hang out above my fireplace. I <laughs> love that man. I love that man. We we have a, a podcast that we're going to be producing soon um, called. Uh, uh, what is the official name of it, Jeff? I always say it wrong. So Syracuse Sam. Syracuse Sam, the Finger Lake Slasher. And it's about a serial killer who, who stalked his victims at Burger King and, and would uh, attack them in their car, kill them, have sex with their corpse, and then eat their meal when they were done. Is this guy real? Wait, you're no. telling me he ate their meal? <laughs> After he fucked them in the woods, yeah. This is what he looks like. That's too far. Can you see it? No, that's not. The one at the bottom? No, the one that's blood on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It kind of looks like what's that Irish actor's name? The the Irish guy that chicks used to think is hot. Uh, Liam Neeson. No, he's in the phone booth. Colin Farrell. Hey, yeah, look, Colin Farrell. bookends, right? Yeah. Colin Farrell. We opened up talking yeah. about Colin. <laughs> Somebody's on my spaceship behind me, as you can see. Yeah, it's just Dana Troy. Yeah, Dana Troy back there. Can you clean <laughs> the bridge a little. 
We uh, no, it's a parody of uh, true crime podcasts, but it's set in uh, Finger Lakes, upstate New York area, Western yeah. New York area. Awesome. Yeah. If you oh. guys, if you guys need a guest, I want to, I want to play on that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we we probably are gonna need some characters sometime. I played redneck murderers and like swamp murders and uh, other shit. So if you need any uh, bumpkin rednecks, I can help you out. Who's the crew member that keeps walking back and forth behind you? That's Deanna Troy. Yeah. She <laughs> empathizes Jeff, with you Jeff, right Jeff. now, Josh. She's empathizing with you. Yeah. Captain. Oh. Shut up, Troy. Show me your tits. She shows up in Picard, speaking of. Yeah, yeah. she does. That was the best episode of, of the whole series. Yeah. I like sitting in these armchairs because it makes me feel like Kirk. <laughs> I like the takedown videos of Picard better than the Picard. <laughs> With that guy, Doomcock, or whatever his name is. You guys know who that is? Doomcock? No, but I love his name. It's actually a guy. I forget. It, Nerd Roddick. Uh, Nerd Roddick is his name. He's on YouTube. You ever watch him, Dustin? Yeah, I've seen a few of his, yeah. But he does this character with a helmet so he can be real. He can say what he wants. His name is Doomcock. <laughs> but he also said that Gina Carano was going to be brought back to the Mandalorian, and this was all a ruse. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, like the QAnon for for nerd films and stuff. Yeah, kind of. But he's he he hates everything. And, you know, you know, Doctor Who has been ruined by women. And, <laughs> yeah, he's got that whole nerd nihilist thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Like the the guy who has the yellow flash, uh, YouTube page. Who's yellow flash? I don't know. See, I don't watch those shows. Oh, the reverse flash. Reverse yeah, flash. The guy's the guy's uh, YouTube account is like Yellow Flash Two or something. Oh. <laughs> But then in the background, he has every figurine ever made from every, you know, collective, you know, thing. I've spent over $10,000 on these things that I hate. <laughs> shove each one of them up my asshole. <laughs> All right. Especially Buzz Lightyear doll. Yeah. <laughs> Look at how big and bulbous it is. Three and a half feet wide. To Asfinity and beyond. Dustin, where can people find uh, our YouTube page? You can find us at YouTube slash Radio Labyrinth Podcast. Mm -hmm. And you do an awesome job. I don't tell you enough. The the page, the, the show looks great. The editing, the way you do the filters on the video, everything looks really good. Uh, if you if you're one of those people that likes to watch YouTube, go there and watch the show, or you can you know continue get it on the podcast and everything. And make sure you check out our guests, uh, Josh Warren and Brad Binkley. Check out what they're doing online. And, uh, you know, you could educate yourself. The, the infectious introduction to the propaganda report will never leave your brain. You'll, you'll find yourself going to sleep at night and you'll hear that. Now, where did you get that music before we go? That's from J.J. Boogie. He is a guitarist for Arrested Development. Really? And, yeah. Yeah, and he also has a band called Fire and the Knife that him and his wife, his wife is, uh, uh, her cousin is Dolly Parton. They really? have a, a two-person band they play. She okay, sings. Uh, yeah, she's, she's awesome. He, he's great. He, he contacted us a while ago, and he's done, he did our outro music. He's done our music for our other videos and stuff, and yeah, he's a cool dude. I mean, it's great when it's good, and it's also infectious, so it stays in people's minds. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you both for coming on the show, and thank you to Jeff and to Dustin. Uh, we will be back on, uh, well, next week, so enjoy this episode. And uh, hopefully, who do we have coming up guest-wise, Jeff, before we go? Uh, that guy from Forge and Fire will probably be on before too long. 
Yeah, that'll be, uh, oh God, that's coming up soon. Hey, make sure you're watching Forged in Fire because one of our radios is a contestant. We got to see if he was able to uh, uh, make a knife or a sword or an axe or whatever the hell he had to make. Forged in Fire. You watch that show? I cut stuff up with the pigs. I love that guy. Let's see how it does on this pig. It will kill. (laughs) (laughs) The guy talks normally the entire thing and then he whips out that Asian accent. Most importantly, it will kill you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you again. We'll talk to you later. See you later. Keep it canon. I almost forgot. Brian Smith. All right. So it's 2021, and now it's time to thank our Radio Labyrinth Patreon producers. Are you curious about being a Radio Labyrinth Patreon producer? All you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash Tim Andrews. When I set up the Patreon, uh, you know, I didn't. we didn't know the name of the show yet. Uh so that's why it's never been changed. But it is the Radio Labyrinth Patreon page. And we have several members that we'd like to thank tonight. These are our producers. The producers come in at the $25 tier or higher. And you are a producer of the show. And everybody who's joined at that level has received a gift or a t-shirt and uh, or whatever we were giving away at the time. And some of you people have been with us for a very long time. Orchestrated it into uh, some tiers with some cool radio, you know, because we call everybody that listens to the show a radio, right? Right. Right. So what I did is uh, if you've been with the show four years or longer, you're a general manager. That means you can uh, fuck off all day, wear a suit and hide in your office. (laughs) (laughs) What if you're, none of these are micro general managers. These are all cool people. Yeah, well, they're cool general managers. They leave you alone. Uh, And then if you've been with the show two to three years, you are a program director, which means uh, you pick the music from a very small list that some consultant, a bunch of idiots in a hotel decided they like to listen to. Those are the songs you have to play. (laughs) Doesn't sound bitter at all. I'm not bitter. That's just the reality of radio. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, if uh, you're less than two years, up to two years, let's say up instead of less, Us, up is a nicer word. Uh, you're a DJ spinning those hits. Would you don't spin anything? You push a button. In fact, you don't have to push anything. You just stare at it. Hey, the computer is playing another song. That's all you got to do if you're a DJ. Uh, in fact, DJs now are like what the marshmallow and and they play the noise and and you know for the young you people. You got to spin it on the ones and the twos. Yeah, the young kids. You don't have to. You don't take a record. You know, if it's a thirty-three and a third record, you turn it a half turn because. And if it's a forty-five LP, you put the thing in the middle and you only go a quarter turn. But forty-fives were overplayed because they were the singles, and then they would have Q-Burn, which is why in the seventies and eighties, when you listen to the radio, and you're that's because Q-Burn. There you go. You got a little lesson in radio. Uh, so. Without further ado, let's start with our general managers at four years or longer. We have Eric Malmstrom, who came on board in October of 2016. Hey, Eric. I mean, putting it in this perspective really shows you how dedicated and how awesome all of our listeners are. But wow. Uh, also from October 2016, Keith Tate. Keith Tate. November 2016, Matt Carter. Matt Carter, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these guys, yeah. It, guy. I, want, I just want to say Eric Melmstrom and Matt Carter, they always support my dog stuff. I'm just yep. throwing that in there. So not only do they produce the show, and they just always are so supportive like that. Yeah, they're every everyone that listens, man, you guys that are interactive like this, you guys are the best. And we don't say it enough, so we're going to say it every week. Um, and then uh, Chad Shepard from October of 2017. Those are the OGs. Those are the GMs. You guys are the GMs. Chad Shepard gave you 
had a red box troll doll made for you for I Christmas. Oh, he did. Who has? Who has it. the doll? He has it. We have no one. None of us. What? I don't. I don't think he gave it to you. I think he showed oh, it. He, yeah, he showed it to me. I was, I was hoping he was going to give it to us. Like, no, it's mine. <laughs> you paid like a prototype. Dollars it's pretty fucking cool. That's all I can. Yeah. Uh, all right. So our program director is coming in at two to three years. We have the great Sean Hall, who uh, was one of the last people I actually did something with outside of the house last year. We went to see the uh, the rugby game, which was really cool over in Cobb County. Uh, Arietta. We had a lot of fun. No one seemed to be. I was nervous because I'm, you know, I'm a nervous Nelly. But right before all the shutdown started happening. Uh, Sean Hall and his family were there and we got to go and Sean came with me, you know, um, Mike TV's husband. Uh, so Sean Hall's been with us since April of 2018. Awesome guy. Thank you. Mike D. August 2018. Uh, also a great guy. Thank you. John Sutherland, um, a big fan of not only Radio Labyrinth, but also the Von Hessler Doctrine. Um, awesome guy. He came to see me do that show down in, uh, in uh, East Atlanta when I was baked and just sat there and had a good time. He was awesome. I had a beer with him. He's been around since December of 2018. Also got me that really cool um, kiss thing that I did, you know, uh, with Trump. Anyway, uh, and uh, so thank you. Uh, DJ, spit in the hitch up to two years. I'm going to do this. We got Tim Slade coming in on November 2019. Tim Slade, thank you very much, Tim Slade. Uh, we've got Chris Chandler who dropped in uh, uh, December of 2020. Thank you very much, Chris Chandler. Todd Ellis joined. One year anniversary right now, celebrating his one year anniversary, Todd Ellis, January 2020. And then uh, wrapping it up, there's Roby Neely who came on board in November 2019. Had to take a break because of the, you know, the COVID, uh, the COVID economy. Uh, but now he's back and he's producing the show. So thank you very much, Roby Dealey. You can do with that. Yet. Thank you, guys. We do have two assistant producers. I want to give shout, uh, honorable shout-outs to it. That'd be Emily Warren, uh, who came on board in May 2018. And Buck Monterey, what a great name. You should be at this jockey. Hey, Buck, you ever thought about being at this jockey? And Buck Monterey coming at you. Buck Monterey spinning the hitch here from uh, December of 2017. So that's everybody. Thank you, guys. That is everybody. Those are our producers. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, so much. Yes, and if you donate at any level, stick around because, you know, we give you a crappy little thing where it scrolls by so fast you can't even know it. <laughs> but thank you guys very much, and, uh, and please stick with us. We're going to keep making content for you and shows for you, and uh, we got an interview coming up next week with Alan and Donna Stare from the WKRP Cast Podcast. Uh, or the w- What's it called officially, Jeff? Yeah, WKRP Cast. Yeah, I should have not put the space in there. But anyway, we're going to have a good time talking to them. And hopefully we'll have our secret Forged and Fire guest on soon to talk about Forged and Fire. And if his, whatever he made, will kill. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And more importantly, it will kill. <laughs> if you thought you had to travel far to savor the Pad Thai of Bangkok, or to taste the pastries of Paris, take another look. With two times total points at grocery stores, your same kitchen can come with more cuisines. Sapphire Preferred from Chase. Make more of what's yours. Valorant up to $1,000 in purchases per month from November 1st, 2020 to April 30th, 2021. Account subject to credit approval. Card issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC.